Hello and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. As you may know, Billings Chamber is a nonprofit membership-based organization, and today we are going to spend some time talking about what chamber membership entails. And I promise you, whether you have been a member for 10 years or 10 minutes, you will learn something today. So with me, I have Jennifer Reiser, the Billings Chamber's Chief Operations Officer, Renee Bile, our Operations and Engagement Manager, and Isaac Hammer, our Business Development Manager. Thank you all for taking the time today. Hello, Jack. Happy to be here. We're gearing this episode primarily to members or people who are considering chamber membership. And you three are probably the people who are going to act, interact with our members the most. So let's just go around the table and each of you introduce yourself, talk about how long you've been at the chamber and what service you provide to our members. So we'll start with Isaac. Sweet. I'm Isaac Hammer, business development manager here at the chamber. Uh, we're going on... 10 months of employment here with the Billings Chamber. Being in the business development role, I handle all new member acquisitions, uh, sponsorship and network opportunities. Really here to lend a hand and be here for any and all members in any capacity they need. I might not have the answers, but I can get you connected to who does have the answers. Which is usually Renee. Sometimes I know and sometimes we find out together. This is Renee and I wear many hats. I get to connect members to their benefits. I get to be the database guru as far as all the details. I know a lot of history about our members, so I get to share a lot of that, especially when we need to pull people in for meetings. Usually can find somebody. I've been here 15 years, so that's why I have a lot of history. And I think my favorite thing to do is just help the members navigate their benefits and decide what's best for them. And last but not least. Great. Um, I'm Jennifer. I'm finishing my 12th year here at the Chamber. As Chief Operating Officer, I too wear a number of hats uh, in the membership realm. It's primarily leadership development and workforce programming. So that includes a lot of our women's networks, leadership billings, and DEI network and NextGen, among a few other things. Okay. And so... The, we're just going to try to give members kind of a little bit of an introduction into what chamber membership really is, what all it entails. So let's say you're talking to a brand new member who's never really been involved with the chamber before. You know, what is the first thing you'd recommend that person try out? You know, I think it's really important for us to understand why members join, why people join an organization like ours. And we know that there's a spectrum of uh, reasons everything from physically showing up to exchange business cards to grow their network and grow their business from that all the way to maybe not ever attending an event or participating in something, but connecting their business and their mission because it aligns with the work that we're doing. And we would call those folks community growth or community supporters. I think the first thing I do with a new member is ask them if they want to sit down and have a conversation about what their business needs. Not everyone is cut out to go to business after hours. They may um, not have the ability to leave the shop or they may not like crowds. So let's sit down and find out what you need from us. Let's do some problem solving, connecting you to those programs, just making sure that we understand what you need from us. Because if you're aligning with us and understand what we have to offer, then let's make it the good fit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when you look at our benefits grade, we offer over 
50 different benefits. And so it's, it's really difficult for a lot of members. I, I mean, nobody's going to utilize all of our benefits, but it's really tying in and having those conversations with Renee and I of what are you going to get involved with? What do you want to get involved with? You know, I talk with every new member, current member, or somebody looking to come on as members is, you know, there's two different platforms that you look at is, you know, transactional and transformational. You know, is it a brand new mom and pop shop that just opened up a pizza parlor or a pizza parlor and they're trying to network and grow, kiss hands, shake babies, you know, have a good time. Or <laughs> is it you are a larger organization that again, wants to tie everything in with our mission? You know, is it, you want to sponsor things, you want that community engagement. You want to know that you guys are being represented through chamber membership with all of our major events, or are you coming to business after hours for a couple of cocktails and to meet a new, new, new set of folks? Yeah, some people need that visibility. It's more important to them. And others are looking for new clients and relationships with people that can help their business grow and impact their bottom line. Yeah. Cause I mean, pretty much every chamber member, well, they get to take advantage of all of the sort of passive benefits that we offer, just the impact that we have in the community. And then there are things that, you know, just a little bit of increased exposure that pretty much every chamber member gets. But beyond that, I mean, you you really do have to start kind of asking questions about, you know, what what you are hoping to get out of it, because we have a lot of different resources and there's a lot of different directions that conversation could go. So we talked a little bit about what a what a new member might want to get out of it for somebody who's maybe been a member for a long time, but hasn't checked in in the last 12 to 18 months. What's something new that you would want to highlight to to a person like that? I think with workforce being such a big issue in our community, I was just at a meeting this morning and they said we're at less than three percent for unemployment um, there. We've got some great tools either from our diversity, equity, inclusion website for uh, members to utilize to gain and attract uh, workers. There's uh, some great information even to relocate here on the Billings Chamber website where they can pull those tools in and utilize those so they can, one, attract talent, two, retain talent. And a lot of what we do helps you with your existing talent to keep them here and, and happy as an employee. I do think that a lot of our existing members utilize us as a space for professional development, for leadership training. Uh, some of our members obviously have internal programs and access to that on their own, but many of our smaller members really look to us for that. Uh, we're able to connect people to one another to grow those networks. We're able to help provide information about our community and how it works and connections to elected officials and a better understanding, being a better informed voter, and also connecting people to service opportunities. And so if those are the kinds of things that you're looking to offer your employees or you're looking for yourself, I think we are definitely a place to go. I think a lot of people might be wondering, how do we decide what to take on like, when we do develop a new program? You know, how does that process work? Uh, feedback from our members, uh, you know, what, what all I get, I, Jennifer, you probably are familiar with this. What all goes into that process? Absolutely. That's a really great question. Um, our women's network, our encore program for women in leadership and our business development network are probably some of our, um, newer networks within the last two to five years anyway. And really it does start with, um, with the member, what does the member need? And so we either hear that directly from members 
or we ask those questions and receive that information when we survey our members. We're looking at what issues are facing our community. As Renee mentioned, workforce being a, a, a real challenge for folks right now, whether it's um, improving quality of place. Sometimes it's, you know, a project is starting and we're able to convene those leaders and influencers in efforts to kind of keep that project moving or connect people to funding sources or help provide support for those things to move forward. And so sometimes it is the person asking, sometimes it's the community asking, and sometimes we see great work being done in other communities by other chambers and say, how could we do that here? How can we customize that and make it something that our Billings residents and Billings business can use? Isaac, I, I, you might not have seen too many examples of this being here for less than a year, but when you, uh, you see members who you bring on board, you have the conversations with them uh, as they're considering being chamber members, and then as you talk to them later on, and Renee, feel free to jump in on this as well, are, what are the things that people, that new members are, are surprised by? You know, the, the things that they didn't think when they were coming on board, they were going to get value out of that they really found valuable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I have a conversation with a, a lot of our new, and, and pretty much every one of our new members of the chamber is a lot like a gym membership. You know, it's, it's when you're going to find the value of it is, yeah, I have a gym membership, but if you don't go, you're not going to find that value. And so by getting a chamber membership and, and being a part of it is you're a part of the community. You're, you're understanding the different networking opportunities. And what people don't realize is, you know, there's a few members that say, oh, I'm joining the chamber because I want to network. And then they start to realize that they're getting informed about business advocacy things and being able to utilize our jobs board, which is very important to people right now with our workforce struggle. And so it's, it's always having that opportunity with every member that they always find something that they either forgot about or didn't realize it was a benefit until it it's really struck in their inbox or they get, they get to see it in person. I think a lot about the committees and the involvement we offer there and people hear about trails and the growth and they don't realize a lot of that was due to the chamber with convening people and bringing, I don't know, there's 40 entities with a impact to our trails and we brought them together and, since I've been here for 15 years, I've seen 16 miles of trails completed. They don't realize the chamber's part of that necessarily. So I think that's where the surprises come in is the results that uh, we produce. They don't always connect it to the chamber because we take on a project like that. We get the wheels turning and then we can step away and it takes a life of its own. And I don't real, I don't think people realize a lot of those things that are out there are something the chamber started and let it go so we can start on the next project, the next idea, or the next priority. Another surprising thing for people is that all of their team members can participate in chamber activities underneath their umbrella of a chamber membership. And that doesn't work for everyone because you can't shut down the storefront for everybody to come to the same thing, right? But it is an opportunity for owners and managers and leaders of organizations to take a look at what different levels of their organizations or different departments of their organization need. So if you've got a marketing and advertising and business development team, perhaps they participate in something that's maybe different than your uh, employees that are new to billings or are new to the workforce and are looking for 
you know, those connections and access and maybe more education. Right. And so um, I think that that is also a surprise to people. Yeah, that's a common question you get, isn't it, Isaac? Because a lot of chambers do charge different rates depending on how big your business is, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Uh, lots of chambers still do it based on their amount of employees that they have, you know, and that's something that you look at with our membership is uh, with every new member that we have bring in for new member acquisitions is where are you best going to fit? You know, and that's the hour long conversation of what are you lacking? What are you interested in? What are you trying to receive? What are you, what are you, what are your dislikes? And from there, we look at our six different tier levels and say, you know, from my understanding and from the conversation that we've had, you better fit here. Or you're going to find a lot of the value of exactly what you're looking for in this tier level. And so it's really unique to have that opportunity and know that you look at some of the largest organizations we have in this town, the medical corridor. I mean, if you looked at how many employees they had and based that on membership dues, man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody's brand new or they're just looking to get more value out of their membership, uh, where's the best place for our members to go to find out more about how they can get more out of their membership? Just call Isaac. No, um, <laughs> I think Chamber Journey is a great place to start because you get to hear our story about what is happening under our roof and meet our staff. And I think it's really key to bring our staff into this conversation because we all live, work, and play here, and we want this to be an amazing place that has a terrific quality of life. And we're not necessarily all natives to Montana or Billings. So I think that's sometimes surprising to our members too, that this organization is driven by very passionate people, but we aren't necessarily from here, but we call this place home. I think our website is also a really great resource for those who are not able to to leave the office or don't have free time during regular business hours, but they're into researching or, or reading, um, looking at information on their own time. Uh, there are a lot of, a lot of different tabs and um, pages to, to explore on our website. Our communications team does a great job of getting the message out there too. As Jennifer will say, scan those headlines and read what's relevant to you. I love that because not all of us have time to read everything, right? So knowing that uh, the communications coming your way are going to be informative, whether that be through business advocacy or upcoming events, you can sit at your desktop and get a good picture of what's happening at a glance and determine where you fit in. Yeah, I'm not exactly an unbiased observer here, but I, I'm signed up for a lot of newsletters and I think ours is among the best for, you know, it's always, always worth a skim at least just to see find out what's going on and just to see if there's anything at all that you might want to take advantage of and you always have these podcasts to listen to yeah. to get updated on what's going on as well so listen in is there anything any of you wanted to touch on before we start to wrap up here yeah uh i i know that the conversation that we have with all of our new members and current members is and so i'm turning it around to the host is something that needs to get brought up as far as membership goes is do a 30 second overview of what our, our business advocacy does for our membership because it is tenfold so amazing what the opportunities <laughs> that you know our membership has as far as business advocacy and i think it's just as important of a factor with all of our membership so jack give us a 30 second overview sure sure i was not expecting this so business advocacy is essentially government affairs we 
advocate for our business members. So, so we do a, a survey of our membership every two years to ask our membership's position on issues that are uh, important to them. We ask people to rank their priorities in several different issue areas. Uh, the top three right now are workforce, public safety, I'm forgetting the third one. Oh, and tax reform. Workforce, public safety, and tax reform. And uh, for a long time, public safety was number one, and workforce just moved into the number one position. So I think that kind of shows you know, why that has been such a priority for us this past year. And then from that, you know, all of our chamber policies get approved by the board of directors. And the, we put out a new public policy guide every two years. That's available on our website, so you can see exactly where the chamber stands on all of these issues. And then uh, Dan and I go up to to Helena and to the city council, county, sometimes even at the federal level, and we advocate for our members. We try to achieve policy outcomes that are favorable to the business community and to what our members have told us that they want us to accomplish, as well as trying to impact those policy outcomes through elections as well. And we provide uh, some of the best information on local elections in this community. Isaac just reminded me, of course, that we also have our crime prevention through environmental design program. That's a, a free service that our members can take uh, advantage of to learn how to make their property safer through you know, cost-effective improvements. So yeah, there, there is a lot of different stuff going on. All right. So at the end of every episode, as I think you all know, we like to do the Rorschach questions. I'm going to hold up an ink blot in the form of a question, and I'll ask for your first response. And since we're going through this whole front porch initiative, we're going to start by just kind of a, what's going to become a staple question. How long have you been in Billings and what keeps you here? Isaac. I've been in Billings my entire life. Well, I was born and raised in Laurel, but we're a suburb of Billings. So I was been here my entire life. Brene. I've been in Billings my entire life, um, soon to be 60 years worth. So I think what keeps us here is the quality of life. It's just, there's fresh air, there's wide open spaces, had a lot of family here. Um, and that just makes me happy. It just, the sunshine outside right now makes me happy. I would say, let's see, I came here to go to Rocky as a college student. And I had lived in many different parts of this country prior to getting here. And quite honestly, wasn't super thrilled about staying um, when I first got here. And so um, that was a long time ago. But I think there's still people who feel that way, maybe didn't feel like they belonged. But through college and my first job and other things, I was able to meet the people. And I think it's the people that really kept me here. And I think a lot of that is still that. Uh, we have a lot of people who really care about this community. They care about one another. They want each other to be successful. And Billings is just like every other community in that we have our problems. But in Billings, you can have a seat at the table to help make change. And so figure out where it is you'd like to see that change happen and pull up your chair. I love that answer. Mm -hmm. This is an all staff episode. So what made you want to apply to, uh, for a position at the chamber? Renee. I really liked the diversity it offered and I had a background in nonprofits. I worked at Head Start before here. And I think that what drew me here is making a change for businesses, being able to see them find success through uh, what we offer. I've seen many businesses over time really thrive. And, and sometimes they're surprised. They're like, wow, I didn't realize connecting to the chamber would be 
so incredibly successful. They built partnerships and found clients and really, really saw an amazing growth. So I think understanding and scouting out the website before I, before I was interviewed, um, I, I liked the direction the chamber was going. They were looking out for kids. They were um, wanting this to be a quality space and a place where families and businesses did well. Um, I had a career in environmental public health before coming to the chamber. And actually, ironically, COVID helped my two careers kind of cross paths. And I was here already for that. The reason I came to the chamber to begin with, in my previous career, I facilitated a lot of community task forces and work groups and things like that. And a number of the chamber team members at that time were part of those things. Um, I didn't really understand what the chamber did. However, I knew that the people uh, seemed happy, that they seemed engaged, that what they were doing was meaningful work. And I think that that was attractive to me. And no two days are ever the same. So you've got the variety. That is true. Very true. <laughs> I chose to apply for this position because, frankly, I built some really cool friendships with everybody that worked here. I mean, that was a major key part of it and seeing the culture here at the chamber and just how passionate everybody was that worked here and what they did for community. But uh, the big selling point for me was as a young individual here that, you know, is about ready to start a family and settle down here. Um, I get to be a part of that change. I get to help businesses employees, employers, be a part of some some beautiful and amazing and monumental things happening in this city. And it, it gives that sense of comfort of being able to look at raising and starting a family here and spending my whole life here. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just say quickly for me, I, my degree is in political science, but I wasn't working in political science when I saw the job listing here at the chamber. And I really wasn't happy at my previous job because I wanted to move into some, move into working for an organization that had a real mission, you know, beyond just you know, making profit and increasing market share. And the chamber is, you know, among the best organizations out there to do that. So if I gave any of you a time machine, and dropped you a year before you started working at the chamber. And I told you, you couldn't work for the chamber and you couldn't work for any other similar nonprofit. What career path would you have chosen instead? I want to go to Q school. I wanted to go become a professional golfer. Uh, <laughs> no, I was a uh, operations and management is what Q school is. And so I was thinking about going to uh, Q school to become an operations and management person for golf courses. At the tail end of my work in environmental public health, I was doing workforce development work and trying to attract science majors to do that kind of work because sometimes they don't realize that that's an option for them. And so I did a lot of court competency assessment and, and that kind of work. And, and I didn't know, well, now, then they didn't have degrees in organizational leadership or management or those kinds of things. So I think I would have gone that way. This is really going to surprise everyone. I just would have opened a junk store. Um, <laughs> I would have had an antique store where I could thrive and, and do that. I know that that really is shocking. But I think uh, thinking about business and watching all of the businesses and trying to develop my own over time, it didn't happen and I ended up here, so I get to still have an impact in the business world. But I think that that's probably where I would have gone had this not worked out. That is why we do the Rorschach questions to get to know the the guests a little bit better. And we all know you a little bit better now, Renee. 
Last question. What is a book that you would recommend to our audience? Mine's a go-giver. I recommend every individual on the face of this earth reads the go-giver at least five times. No, it's, it'll take you 45 minutes to read if you're a bad reader. And it is one of the most monumental books that can change your mindset in every situation possible. hundred percent read the go-giver. Just finished that last week. Yep. I have two that come to mind. The alchemist. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's one you can reread and get something different out of every time. It is just a little bit about figuring out the, what's your purpose? Why are you here? And that can change throughout your lifetime, right? My second one is Think Again by Adam Grant. And I think that he and a lot of the work that he does is going to be very powerful in changing the way that we look at the world and how we ask questions in order to find solutions. For me, I'd recommend everyone read Option B. It is a book about change and things don't always go your way. And you can adapt and you can... Uh, move through those things. So I think that um, that'd be especially beneficial because you may think you're going to go this direction and you end up going another. Um, happens in businesses all the time, or you discover this is a better option. Um, we should have gone this direction years ago. So I think that the message in there is really valuable because she talks a lot about um, the changes she had to contend with. and And I think that everyone can learn from that. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for taking the time to sit down today. And I hope that our members who are listening to this have, have learned something and, and come your way for some more information. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, I would encourage our members to continuously evaluate and reevaluate their needs and, and how those align with our benefits. Annually. Every six months. I yep. mean, let's let's sit down, reach out to Renee or I, reach out to Jennifer. I mean, anybody that works here will get you connected to the right person. But any member that wants to reevaluate how it looks or how to get engaged, reach out. We spend so many hours and do it pridefully just to help every one of you guys as members and people that are looking to become members. Thank you so much to the Chamber's membership team for joining us today. If you want to find out more about anything we talked about today, check out thebillingschamber.com or feel free to email info at billingschamber.com. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic, or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. Don't forget to rate us on your preferred platform and subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there is something here for everyone.